Hey, it's Lynn Brown, and welcome to the Gritty Women Global Podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope your day is going well. And if it's not, I hope it gets better quick. But today I'm super excited to introduce to you a, a sort of a, a new friend. We, we have connections in, in the past, but recently I saw her story and I knew that she was the one to launch our 2022. Such a, a powerful story. And I wanted you to hear from her today. She has such a heart to serve and has such big, audacious, amazing, abundant, you know, just goals ahead of her. And so you'll hear more about that from, from her. But I just want to just ask you to just clear your mind and set the intention to receive whatever it is that that Kelly is going to speak today, the words that she will speak. And just I pray that they will they will bless you and that you will use them to for the greater good. So I'm going to hush for now. And Kelly, welcome to the Gritty Women Global Podcast. We're so happy you're here. Thank you for having me, Lynn. It's a privilege and an honor to be here with you. Oh, you're so welcome. And I just appreciate you working us into to your schedule. And, you know, I just I just want you to share whatever the thing is that's on your heart. It doesn't have to be the the number one perfect thing. It's just whatever's on your heart. I just want you to talk to these women all over the world. So you, you take it away. Yeah. So, well, thank you for inviting me again. And I think, um, at the beginning of every year, it, God just reminds me of where I was at the end of 2012, where I, um, so I graduated high school in 2000 and then I got married in 2001, got divorced in 2007, and I'm now remarried since 2013. My husband is military. I have three daughters and that little short sentence of what I just told you came with a whole lot of hurt. Um, the divorce was hurtful, you know, in 2006, 2007, but the actual hurt came from my daughters not being home because I was home with them. And then when they were going, started to go back and forth, the loneliness and the heartache of them not being home, I almost could not deal with it. So what did I do? It was easy and casual and not that big of a deal, but it was. I drank, I drank, um, socially and I drank mainly on the weekends that my girls were not home. Um, and I used it to numb the pain of my first of all divorce. And then second of all, the loneliness of the girls not being home, um, in 2000 and so they were going back and forth in 2012, they were with their dad that weekend. And I went out with in Jacksonville with friends. I grew up in Ponte Vedra, Florida. I went out with friends that I've known my whole life. Literally, we went through middle school and high school together, and we've just all stayed in touch. We were all just like a close-knit um, little group of friends. And we went out and um, we had, uh, it wasn't an Uber, and then we actually got a taxi there. Um, we went out to dinner and then we drank. We had we ate dinner and we drank bottles of wine on bottles of wine. And then the last little place that we went to was out the town center. Um, right before we went home, midnight had struck. We were, it was like, whatever last call is then, I don't even know, two o'clock in the morning, something very late for a mom. Okay. And we were waiting for our ride to come pick us up, to take us back. Um, we were all staying at a friend's house. There was several of us out. There was like six or eight of us out and it was fun. We were excited to have a great 2013 and we were just laughing and having a good time standing on the curb of this 
you know, restaurant that turns bar, you know, past 10 o'clock. And, um, that's where I met this girl. And she was, she had walked out of barely walked. She was being carried out walking from the bar that we had just left. And I walked straight over to her. I left my little group of friends. And when I saw her, she was, could barely stand. Her makeup was smeared and her hair was beautiful and blonde, but a mess. And her dress was pulled down and it was hiked up and the bounce, I walked straight over to her and just fixed her little dress for her. And the bouncer asked me, do you know her? And I said, no. (laughs) And he took out her driver's license, handed it to the taxi, patted the taxi, and then it drove off. And in that moment, I was just broke my heart because I knew I wasn't in a place to drive this little girl home. Now, my daughters were young at the time. They were three, nine and 11, something like that then. But what I saw in this little girl was a little girl or 21, maybe who needed a mom. And I couldn't be there for her um, because I had been drinking myself responsibly. Yes, but I was not able to rescue her like I wanted to. And it was then it was um, actually the first day of 2013, early in the morning that I decided I will no longer drink. Um, And it was then that I decided that, you know, why was I drinking in the first place? I don't know. I was drinking because I had this deep pain of missing my kids when they weren't home with me as a result of our divorce. Um, And I was trying to numb that deep pain. And when I decided, number one, I was going to be the rescuer instead of the one that needed to be rescued, I had to feel that deep pain when my, when I was lonely, when I was sad, feel that deep pain instead of numbing it with alcohol, which I didn't drink all the time. I just drank to numb the pain when my girls weren't home every other weekend. Right. And, um, and it was through feeling that pain that I I was able to process it with the Lord. So what does that look like? It looked like reading my Bible and being in relationship with people who number one, didn't drink and doing healthy things like more running and more yoga and the things that um, led me to a place of calm and a place of peace without numbing the pain. So, wow, that is, that is amazing. And when you, when you shared that about walking over to that beautiful girl and Mm -hmm. just straightening her dress, you know, first of all, I mean, and I mean this with all my heart that, I mean, that just, it says so much about who you are as, as just, a lover of people, you know, and just that you, you had compassion on her. And when other people might've just been laughing or just thinking, Oh, well, she's in before a bad night, or she might've already been through a bad night. It sounded like she had, yeah. and, but you, but you did that. You, you poured into her and you never know, you know, you never know what, I mean, she might not remember that consciously, but subconsciously she very well could know, how did I get home that night? You know, how did I make it home? And so, but, but do you think you, I mean, yes, you said you saw, you wanted to help her, but you couldn't, Mm -hmm. but in a way, did you, did you almost see yourself in her? I mean, did you, it's like a mirror reflection. I mean, you saw such a mess there. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question, Lynn. Probably so. I mean, I walked over to her and what I saw was she looked like she could be my daughter. I mean, my daughters, you know, were young at the time, but that beautiful blonde girl. And I just felt like she needed a mama. And what did I see myself in her? Maybe, you know, that may have been what it was. I'm not sure, but I just know that she needed help. That's all I saw. That's right. That's right. And one thing that I, you know, I hear all the time and I know you do too, 
um, is that there's there's so many there's so many girls and women that that you know they're like how do I get out of here where I am how do I get from here to there and yes we know we know the fast track answer we know we know that Jesus is the answer we're both women of faith we know that we know that but you know there are a lot of people that do are also people of faith that are that I'm finding more and more that don't know their purpose they don't they don't feel like they have a destiny they feel like there's there's too much of their past interfering with their present not even thinking about the future but just the present they're just so stuck there and and so yes there's so much numbing I think I think this is huge um it's it's a big number I mean I it's just amazing how how this just blocks just being in the present moment and then of course we know the other things the ruffles potato chips or the fudge we were talking about that before the show and you know I had to go throw literally throw fudge and gingerbread men into the bushes you know but but until we get to that place where you said I was willing to stay in the hurt to sit in the hurt because nobody likes hurt we don't want to hurt we don't want to have to suffer Mm -hmm. we don't want to have to sacrifice we just want the shortcut you know give me the shortcut. Well, there are no shortcuts. It doesn't matter what you're doing. So yeah. tell us, tell us what you just, you just said in passing. Oh, I just completed, you know, tell us about your, your recent (laughs) achievement and what you're going to do now. Yeah. So I'll tell you this. Um, my husband is active duty military and he has in over the last eight years, it's just kind of sat me in circles of women through BSF and through teaching on base and through teaching the kids at church, like all these things. It has constantly kept me on the floor or in circles with military families. Um, So what God has called me to do, and I've noticed over the last five or six years and then started walking that way. But um, I just finished December 17th, my master's of divinity from Liberty University. And I'm going through the process now to get my endorsement and to hopefully be an Air Force chaplain. That is my goal. That's what I know my call is on my life. And if it is not, then God will show me and blow my mind because I know with all of my heart, that's where I'm supposed to be um, and supposed to do. So I'm excited about that. Wow. Well, congratulations. And just what you know, what an amazing story that you have and and such encouragement, you know, it'll be such encouragement to so many women and in even, even young girls, you know, like the girl, the story, when you share that story of the girl on the curb, there are going to be so many young girls that say, that's where I am right now, you know, and man, I would have loved it if, if when I was that age and younger, I mean, my, my drinking started very early and I would have loved it if, if, a, if a Kelly had, you know, come to me, but it was, it's so funny. Um, I think sometimes where we're raised and how we were raised in, in the South, that it's almost like you don't you know, you don't meddle in somebody else's business. Now you might talk about people. There's plenty yep. of that, but right. you don't meddle, you know? That's and, funny. and so I think the, the world now more than ever needs, the Kellys of the world and, and all the listeners of all, all the women listening to this and all the girls that, you know, might listen to it also that the world needs us at our best. The world needs us to shine the light of, of hope, you know, into, into this world, because yes, there's, there's darkness, but I always say it does not matter. There's, there's always more light, you know, God wins. He that's won. Right. Yeah, that's right. He did it all. His finished work on the cross paid it all for us. And I think 
there are all these verses. Like I have like, what's your favorite verse, Kelly? Oh, John one, five, the light shines in the darkness and darkness will not overcome it. We have Ephesians two ten, like for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for things to do. He is, he has created us on purpose for purpose, for a thing for us to go do. And I think the most, one of the most beautiful things to me though, is, um, Psalm 34, five, it says those who look to him are radiant and their face will never be covered in shame. So what is the answer to get out of this pit that we're in or this place that we're walking through? Maybe that nobody even knows about what do we do? We look up to father God who loves us so much and we ask him for help. And then we, there's nothing wrong with therapy or medicine or the things do that if that's what you need to do. But I'm telling you the very first order of business is to look up and to turn our face heavenward and ask God for help, because I promise you he will help and he'll send a Lynn or a somebody or a something or a verse or a song or a sign to say this thing, this thing. And he, he'll, he always points us that he's a good father to point us in the right direction, how we need to go. Yeah. That's so true. And, and I, I love that verse. Uh, Radiant was my word of the year last year. And, and, I, and I love it. I love that verse. So it's so true because I, I think we all, I, I, I mean, until I knew really what shame and guilt was, I really didn't know that I was a victim of it. And through um, just some of the work of Brene Brown, I was able to kind of reverse that. And of course, Jesus, I mean, he's, he's yeah. my go-to guy, you know, right. But obviously, like I said, books, podcasts, songs versus people, all of that where it all works together for the good. But anyway, I say all that to say, um, you know, what, what would you say to somebody right now who is just feeling, you know, that overwhelm? just that feeling of there's just so much. I don't even know how I can pick up the pieces. The puzzle is scattered everywhere. I don't even know where to start. You know, maybe they're not in a church. Maybe they don't, you know, is there something that, that you read or somebody you listen to a podcast or, or just anything that you would say, Hey, you might, you might check this out sometime. Uh, well, two things. Um, the first thing is on Wednesdays, I go in the jail and I preach in to incarcerated women at Lowndes County and they're in that place. They are like, I'm here. I'm without my kids. I don't know what to do. And I'm always like, you have to start in the Psalms because the Psalms are so beautiful in the Bible. We open the Bible, we get you version, which is the free app on our phone. If we don't have a Bible and just to reading, reading through the Psalms and David had felt every single emotion that is known to man. He was hurt. He was angry. He was running from King Saul. He cheated. Uh, he had a man killed. He had his wife. He had baby. out of He had it. All these emotions are written in the Psalms, which are literally prayers to God. Um, that, that is my go-to number one. Yes. Is the Psalms and the Bible. Yes. But number two, I happen to love Dr. Henry Cloud, and he writes on relationships, boundaries. He's a Christian. He wrote, he wrote Boundaries, the book. Um, if I were to have to recommend something that was um, not the Bible, it would be Dr. Henry Cloud. He's on Instagram and 
I don't know about Facebook, but he has so much good material out there. And occasionally I'll just open up his Instagram and I'll just go to his post and they are all on boundaries and healthy relationships, how to deal with people who are toxic and walking away from them, how to, um, how to just walk a good life and in, in a healthy God honoring way. And I look to um, Dr. Henry cloud often. So awesome. Well, thank you so much. I always like to, you know, give a little, you know, a little nugget and, and just challenge people to just take a step, one step in the direction of, of, you know, where, where you want to go to see yourself there and just do something different, yeah. you know, whether it's set your alarm to make sure you get up on time every morning and have mm-hmm. some quiet time in your God chair, whatever the thing is, whatever it is that you need to do, you know what it is more than anybody. And just, you know, just do, just do the next thing. Take the next step. You don't have to run the whole race today. That's you, know, right. you don't have to have it all figured out by tomorrow, That's you right. know, but just take the next step. And I think that at the end of this year, December, on December the 31st, when you're sitting thinking, you know, wow, this year was whatever. And you can fill in those blanks with, you know, just a refresh, renewed, restored uh, yeah. vision and outlook for your life. So Kelly, I just want to thank you again for sharing, sacrificing your time out of your busy schedule to, to speak into the, the lives of these women all over the world. And we just, you are definitely a gritty woman. And, you know, I always like to say that gritty is the new strong and, and, yes. and the word gritty, it comes from gratitude. The G is for gratitude, having a grateful heart and the R is for resilience, which you mm-hmm. certainly are. The I is for inspiring but your story is, is such an inspiration. The two T's in gritty are to think tough because wow. as, as you, we've heard from Kelly, I mean, this life is not for wimps. Mm-hmm. It's just not, I mean, you, there's no wimpy. You can't, you just can't be wimpy here. This That's is right. not just, yeah. you know, apple pie in the sky. And then the That's why right. is most importantly, you do you just be you because God made you just like he wanted you. So anyway, um, you're definitely a gritty woman. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you soon. I can't wait to hear when you, when that dream is, uh, comes into fruition and we will certainly have you back on, awesome. back on our show when that happens. Yes. Thank you, Lynn. I appreciate you. Take care. God bless you.